Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Imagine a sharp, stabbing pain on your skin. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful, blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far And you don't need a passport, which honestly, I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. So we all come with our different values and thoughts and behaviors, right? Now, in an organization, what you do is that you essentially uh, identify that common ground of values. And these values, by the way, are nothing mystical. I mean, these are very, you know, values that we all have grown up with and we know to be true. But because of our life's experiences and what's important to us, we may have different levels of hierarchy of importance of these values. But values drive your thoughts and therefore behavior. If you have predictability of behavior, that's how you build trust in a group setting, right? I want to talk about the term cheater brand that I brought into the reality television vernacular, like into the sort of pop culture vernacular, because years ago, Sonia, who I really like and is sweet and root for, uh, launched a wine brand named Tipsy Girl, which I referred to on the show as a cheater brand because I was upset that she was launching a rosé in a very copycat-like name to Skinny Girl, and I was aggressive, and people love Sonia, and she's totally the, you know, underdog, and I understand why people were upset with the delivery of that, Um, but I referred to that as a cheater brand. So recently, I posted that I'm launching a line of appliances. One is a sort of like air fryer oven. So I guess it's like a larger toaster oven and it can make pizza and all these different things. And I'm launching a bunch of appliances. I'm in about 30 categories. Newer ones are coffee syrups and cherry juice and swim and a bunch of different things. So I just in an Instagram story was making something and I mentioned that I was going to launch this. And people were like, cheater brand, because Sonia, I guess, had the idea to do a toaster oven line, but... She never launched the toaster ovens. Like it was a traditional toaster oven. And I love that idea because cooking in a toaster oven is a great idea. Um, And so I'm going to launch a line of appliances with the name Skinny Girl. The brand is Skinny Girl. So when I called it, 
when I called Tipsy Girl a cheater brand, it was because of the name Tipsy Girl. It wasn't because she was going into wine. Uh, like someone else launching sneakers is not a cheater brand. Someone calling a brand Swoosh with a logo that's similar to the Nike logo, which cannot happen because they'd sue you your ass off, that would be a cheater brand. So after my skinny girl came out, Applebee's came out with a skinny bee margarita and everywhere there was a skinny margarita and that's because of me and then skinny pizza and skinny lattes and all that came after the skinny girl margarita. That's a cheater brand. If a brand is like a gimmick and knocked off a little bit, then that's a cheater brand. And interestingly enough, I'm doing a cheater brand of my own brand because I don't own skinny girl in alcohol or cocktails or intent to to use with alcohol or cocktails. So meaning I can't do a line of cocktail mixers under the brand Skinny Girl because I've sold that years ago. Only the cocktail portion. I own 100% of my brand otherwise. So I'm launching a brand uh, called Thirsty Girl, which is cocktail mixers. So it's like a gimmick where I'm copying myself. So I'm creating a cheater brand of myself. But the idea of going into mixers is not a cheater brand. A low calorie cocktail, because I created that category, meaning before the skinny girl margarita, there was never, it was the first ever low calorie ready to drink cocktail. So someone else coming up with a low calorie cocktail is, it's more of like a cheater category because it would depend upon the name of the brand. But anyone doing that, that's that's copying the idea. That's not even technically the cheater brand. That's a cheater product, which is not a real term. But anyway, so if I'm doing an air fryer oven appliance and Sonia, who never launched one, but even if she had launched one, this would be a cheater product. A bunch of people launched cocktails after and as a result of my Skinny Girl deal. Uh, so... That's just a little lesson about what a cheater brand is and isn't. So what cheater brands have you seen? And do you get the difference between the cheater brand and the cheater product? But it's really funny. People are like, look at you launching a toaster. Cheater brand with Sonia. And I'm like, well, Sonia didn't launch a toaster. But a toaster is an item that is very common in people's homes. And I'm not launching a toaster. I'm launching an elevated, uh, convenient oven. Um, But I appreciated people's protection and fervor for this topic and to use a word and a, like a terminology back to me that I introduce into the vernacular, but you should sort of understand what something is before you talk about it. My guest today is Narin Chaudhary, who was named CEO of Panera Bread in May of 2019, right before a very crazy roller coaster time in our country and our world. Niren has more than 25 years of international corporate leadership experience in the food, retail, and hospitality industry. He joined Panera from Krispy Kreme, where he served as COO and president of the international division. And before then, he spent 23 years at Yum Brands in a number of different positions, including serving as a president of Yum India, and most recently in the role of president of KFC Global. So he's got a lot of experience in the food industry, big companies, big trends, big business. And we talked today about why you need to inspire your team in order to succeed, the importance of staying calm during a crisis, looking out for your team, how you can use calamity as an opportunity to improve your business, and why you need to lead by example. He is an incredibly successful business leader, and I think you're really going to learn a lot from this interview. I definitely did. I was shocked and surprised by some of the information that I got today. It will be amazing for business people. So I thought it was a great conversation. I'm interested to hear what you think. Uh, Do remember to rate, review, and subscribe. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Hello there. So um, the first question I have is, have you always been a corporate, more structured person? Meaning... Do you have that individual entrepreneurial spirit or you've always felt more comfortable sort of working in a team pack hierarchy mentality? Because I know you were at Krispy Kreme before and Yum Brands, which is a major uh, public company. So 
that's a serious, these are serious places that you're working. And I wonder if you've ever been out on your own. No, I've always um, had a corporate career. Um, But I think always uh, had the mindset of uh, being myself uh, wherever I was at and, you know, being authentically who I am. So I've never felt that I had to pretend to be anybody I'm not. So I would say that even if I was on my own and doing my own thing, I would pretty much uh, lead the way that I lead within these companies because there's a convergence of, you know, values and and beliefs and uh, what's important. So you're able to experience individualism within the corporate structure because a lot of people listening, you know, we talk to a lot of people here that are mavericks and brand builders in a non-traditional sense. But then many people listening work within a corporate structure, uh, something more professional where you do have to play the game, work within a group. It's not for everybody. Some people must be in a group mentality. They need that support. Some people must be individual. You know, for me, I don't know how I would be working within the corporate landscape. I think I'd be living in fear 99.9% of the time. So, For the people who do work within some sort of a structure and corporate landscape, I want to talk to them about how they can be individual and still be entrepreneurs and get to the top, you know, and still be maverick game changers. Yeah. So I think, you know, how can you bring your own game in the most authentic way every single day at your place of work uh, is a, a very liberating place to be in. And I think that can happen only if you are fortunate to work in a company that mirrors and reflects the values that you believe in and has a culture that allows you to be that, you know? So I think at, at Yum Brands, at Krispy Kreme, at Panera, um, and whether I was, you know, growing up in the organization or, you know, was leading the company, I've always felt that there's, there's this culture of that respects individuality and people turning up as their authentic selves, uh, which helps them unleash their true potential. So I think it, you have to, to be able to do that, you have to find a company that allows you to do that and allows you to be you. Okay. Um, and I do believe, you know, that um, part of my role now at Panera, for example, is to make sure I'm creating a culture uh, of trust. Uh, by that, I mean, having a clear set of behaviors and values uh, that defines how we want to show up, how we want to, you know, how we want to treat each other, how we want to behave. And if you have clarity on those values, then you can use that as a filter in the people that you hire, the people that you grow, the people that you exit. So that over a period of time, the people who are within the organization all believe in the same common ways of uh, of behaving. So that now you're speaking my language where um, that's about branding. That's about every single person knowing what the culture of the company is. And, or they may not on the first day, they may have a sense of it, but that you running the show there and driving the ship, you know exactly what the culture is and every person you hire and every ad campaign and every new program you implement has to adhere to that line. And that's where the twain meet, in my opinion, because whether you're a corporate employee or an individual entrepreneur, you need to understand what the brand of what you're doing is, and you have to adhere to that. Sometimes you change, you adjust the brand proposition. In in a pandemic, you absolutely have to. Uh, But that all lines adhere to that. So we talk about that a lot. So that was interesting that you sort of mentioned that. Let me let me just react to that. You know, I really be, believe that what are organizations basically made up of people, right? And I think it's individuals who are showing up in the context of an organization. So I think starts with an individual. So if you think about individuals, uh, why do we behave the way we do? I think behaviors are an output of your thoughts. Your thoughts come from your deeply held values, and we all have it. We may be aware of it conscious, unconscious, but we all have values. Analogy is like a tree. You know, like the values are like the roots that nobody can see. The trunk is like the thoughts and the leaves are the manifestation of your behavior that people can see. So we all come with our different values and thoughts and behaviors, right? Now, 
in an organization, what you do is that you essentially uh, identify that common ground of values. And these values, by the way, are nothing mystical. I mean, these are very, you know, values that we all have grown up with and we know to be true, but because of our life's experiences and what's important to us, we may have different levels of hierarchy of importance of these values. But values drive your thoughts and therefore behavior. If you have predictability of behavior, that's how you build trust in a group setting, right? So to build trust in a group setting, you need to have consistency of thinking, which can only come from a convergence of values. So by surfacing those values and articulating them in terms of what's important to you and how you show up so that you can build a trusting, collaborative work environment. And if you hire against that, then people just naturally have to be that. They don't have to be like anybody else. And if you therefore uh, build a culture basis, those values that you have now articulated, you have a much higher likelihood of building collaborative, trusting teams um, that can be focused on being their best selves every single day at whatever they do and competing with people outside the organization and collaborating within the organization. And then it becomes an enjoyable, joyful place to work. And you feel like it? You've created that? You feel? Because I find that, I, fi- I find that many entrepreneurs many business owners find that finding good people is so difficult. Managing groups of people is so difficult. And work ethic, that old school, hard work, work ethic is really hard to find. And if you just have that, you will go so far because so many people think it's about shortcuts because of social media, because everything is so immediate Everybody thinks like you could just sort of cheat your way into being successful. And most people don't realize that it really goes back to the 50s. And like, when we, you know, old school hard work is really the way to be successful. And it's hard to drill that into people. They want they want to count their hours. And when is my holiday and when is my break? And of course, with, you know, everything having to be so by the book, especially in a corporate environment and. I wonder how honestly you run a big company like this and how you really can find that and find people to all sort of align and then still enjoy their job because to keep people on the path means, you know, you have to be a little rigid. So then to have everybody enjoy, you know, it's great to enjoy casual Fridays and everybody loves each other and you have private chefs for your employees over at Google and it's great, but to keep everybody working hard, I find is very challenging. Yeah. You know, um, I'm also rather old-fashioned like you. Um, I believe in the importance of hard work, um, of putting in the effort and being focused on the effort more than expecting a certain reward. You know, all those good old-fashioned things of collaborating and being there for each other, loyalty and, and that type of stuff, and showing up like that, and being grateful, you know, being grateful to have the jobs that we do and the impact that we can have and having that gratitude and not a sense of entitlement, but a deep sense of commitment, you know? So I think it's ha- it's possible to do in an organization only if the leader at the top is wired up in that same way, you know, where he values uh, humanity. He, he, he values people being authentic. So let me share with you my worldview on driving results. <clears throat> Firstly, I think that organizations exist Uh, for three things. One is to create enterprise value, but also to help unlock the dreams of the people in your organization and also to serve the community of which you're a part of. And I'm not just saying this because it sounds good. I'm saying it because it makes business sense because only if you have a people and community agenda can the enterprise value that you create be sustainable, you know, in this new world. Otherwise, it won't be sustainable. So that's my that's, that's what I believe is important. Now, to be able to deliver that, you obviously need strategy. Everybody knows that. You know, you need to know how to win. That's to do with the intellect. But more than strategy, you need execution. And I really think that people who execute are the ones who win, people who 100%. execute better, right? So then execution is a function not of the head, but of the heart, which is inspiring your teams to want to win, to want to do it more than anybody else, Right. right? How do you do that? I mean, how I mean, you can't just 
make a PowerPoint presentation on on a strategic framework and where you're going, and it's just not going to happen unless you right. are able to connect and inspire the people that you work with, and that inspiration comes only by having the right people. And what you said, the right people, I mean people who have the right attitude. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You just talked about inspiring them to win. You have to include them in the playbook and make them chess players, not checkers players. They have to be see that they can be part of something and they can also succeed too. There's nothing worse than them thinking you're going to win, but they're going to be sitting in the same position. That's where I think it's key. Exactly. That's why I said, you know, they, you have to be a catalyst to help unlock the dreams of the people who work with you and show them the way on how their lives and the lives of the families can be transformed. That there has to be a clear link. So back to execution. So execution for me is right people, which is a function of the right attitude, doing the right few things, you know, that are highly focused, the right way. And the right way is what I started our conversation about, which is culture, which is behavior, which is, you know, values. If you have those three things lined up, the right people who are wired up similarly, doing the right few things the right way. And all of that is possible only if I show up with my personal commitment to the right way every single day, you know, like, and I ask people, you have to hold me accountable. 
I this is what's important to us, and it starts with me and with my executive team. I, I believe only if you have the executive team that walks the walk, talks the talk on the stuff, can it really embed in the organization and become a way in which you operate. Well, also on small scale. For me, I have a smaller business, but I work harder than anybody that works for me. Not a question in the world. I mean, there's no one that would ever say I'm quote unquote lucky that I work for everything. So even though I, you know, I'm not easy to work for because I demand excellence, you know, because I give, I give and I admit when I'm wrong. And so you're leading by example. You have to be somebody who's walking the walk. Um, So you've experienced great changes during the pandemic. Panera is, you know, I think an American household name as far as it's in so many strip malls. It's got it's got a very clear brand when you walk in the door. Um, I'm a natural food chef. So one of the reasons I wanted to speak to you, which you're a different guest than many of my guests, I wanted to speak to you because of the social consciousness uh, of the company, how, how it appears to me, the way you handled your employees during the pandemic, the way it, it looks to me, not only to be good to them, but as the long view in your business, because you want, you knew you'd come, you hoped you'd bounce back if you did things right and you'd want these people back. So both as a good conscious decision, conscientious decision, but also a business decision. And um, as a natural food chef, that it seems like the brand is about trust ingredients you can pronounce, eat real foods, it's straightforward, there's no gimmicks, and it's good quality food in a more fast food environment. That's how I'm seeing this whole thing. And I remember, because I have a house in the Hamptons, and there's Bridgehampton Commons, and there's a Panera there, and it was really one of the only places open during the pandemic that I can remember. So... I'm aware of this brand and I wanted to sort of hear about it. And do you like you, the brand? I like the brand because it's clean. It's straightforward. It's heartwarming. You know, the smell, the, the visuals, the breads, the, the, the muffins, the little like healthy, I think yeah. like loaf cakes and things you could see that, that attracts me as a natural food chef, soup, soups, uh, clean, you know, nice people. But yeah, it's also like you can, it's fast, so you can go in and get like a trusted sandwich that you're gonna feel good about. And I remember seeing lobster salad on the menu, lobster rolls at one point. So it's a little elevated, like you'll you'll nail things that would normally not happen in a fast food environment. Like lobster is not something I'd normally think about in a strip mall. So <clears throat> I'm aware of the brand, and <clears throat> I'm interested in the fact that you like. I had the CEO of Tommy Bahama, you know, you know, freaking out a little in the beginning of the pandemic. You're talking about billions on your shoulders and these are the moments that you kind of have to just like take a deep breath collect yourself pull yourself up in your bootstraps and figure out what the hell you're going to do and you may be right you may be wrong but you got to chart a course and it's the road less traveled so what was that like what what did you do yeah well i'm I'm delighted that you uh that you like panera so much and captured the essence really well you know we we call it kind of fast casual which is the food quality of casual dining and the accessibility of fast food you know so it's kind of in the in the middle it's for consumers who don't want to compromise there's no compromise between craveability and quality of food no compromise between convenience and speed so i think uh, you captured it well um so pandemic was you know what what a disruptive event uh, and i had just become ceo in 2019 i was just getting my oh. head around oh getting, wow <laughs> getting my head around it you know i was living in um, as you mentioned crispy cream i was living in uh, london before that, just moved to Boston in May of 2019. Excited about the new venture, trying to get my head around it. How do I follow in the uh, in the footsteps of an incredibly successful founder CEO, um, and you know take the brand further because it's been so successful. And I was wrapping my head around it, and and the pandemic hit us, and you know it hit us uh, very hard. We lost almost half of our business in like five days. <laughs> you know, it just completely collapsed. Um, and um, uh, I think in, in hindsight, I think there was uh, several moments uh, of, of learning and reflection that I want to share with you and the listeners, which is one is, you know, when something is so unprecedented, uh, the first uh, thing to do is to remain calm. Mm-hmm. And it's quite counterintuitive because, you know, <laughs> you, you kind of maybe want to jump into action mode and do something, right? And you have to do quite the opposite. You have to actually take a step back and say, well, this is unprecedented. There's no playbook here. And let me first identify what is truly important, you know, for myself and my team. 
And we identified that the two most important things were safety of our customers and our employees and protection, preservation of our brand and business. Those two things are most important. Next, I think we realized, okay, as we do these two things together, it was quite obvious we'll have to take some very hard decisions, you know, to protect ourselves. <laughs> um, so what other filters and values that we will apply uh, as a lens as we make those hard decisions? So a few kind of emerged. Uh, one was, you know, even if we do the hard things, we must do it with compassion and heart and do it with respect. You can do tough things, but you can do them in a very respectful fashion. Uh, we reminded ourselves of how Panera actually thinks of ourselves. We think of ourselves as one family. And, you know, family family sort of sacrifices for each other, is there for each other. And a third mindset was, you know, let's not burn the furniture. This, this too shall end, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's not kind of overreact, you know, this. And then finally, how might we use this as a catalyst to become stronger? Right. It's such a disruptive event. We now have the permission to actually accelerate all the changes that we were thinking of doing over three years. We can do that in three months. Yes, you know? because it's the snow globe was shaking. That's what I said in the beginning. The snow globe is shaking. So, so run over, you know, I agree with you when you don't know what to do, sit still, but then you collect yourself and you figure out, you know, that's what's interesting. You have to pick a lane and do something. You have to pick a lane, do something and actually have a mindset of I'm going to use this as an opportunity to get better. Right. Right. This is where, when I was talking before about sort of being a little bit of a maverick and being an entrepreneur, this is when you see what your team is made of because often the machine is just moving and I'm sure you're making great strides, but it's not usually that there's so much action and so much hustle in a corporate environment, corporate Corp, you know, corporations move very slowly, like a big cruise ship making a turn. But in this case, you're talking about everybody really like kicking into high gear and having to be hustlers during a pandemic. And was there, how much of a hit did you take? Like from the beginning of the pandemic to now bouncing back, what's the, what's, what, what's the aggregate? Like how much of a hit, where are you now? Where were you? How much did e-commerce and social media help? Like what, what's the takeaway? First, on the first piece that you said, you're right, you know, organizations can slow down. The bigger they are, the more lethargic they become, you know, and it requires a lot of work to have the speed of a startup. Right, right. And at Panera, and Panera we have this mindset of speed of a startup. We think in days. We, we think in days. We're not thinking years out here. So, so I think uh, very fortunate to have, you know, that kind of a culture uh, in the company. And as you know, very often, a crisis creates a collaboration which is, you know, which is like disproportionate. People come together in ways that you would never expect. So I'm really fortunate to have the the team and the culture, and also our franchise partners. By the way, our franchise partners own half of our cafes, and we work very much as one team, one Panera, and they were also phenomenal uh, through this entire event. To your question on the business, where are we now? So we, I told you, we lost half of our business. Uh, now we are in positive territory over the last few months. You know, we've recovered completely. And most of that is essentially down to the fact that we pivoted, you know, quickly. Off-premise from 60% pre-pandemic to 83% pre, uh, post-pandemic. Off-premise. Off-premise, I mean curbside and delivery right. and drive through and all that kind of stuff. Digital from 30% of our total revenue to 47% of our total revenue. And our, so as we were emer- as we have emerged, fast forward today, we're a stronger Panera, you know, we're a stronger brand that has innovated, by the way, f- very fast. There's another thing that happened through the pandemic, apart from what I mentioned. Imagine that we launched two new platforms. I don't know if you've tried the flatbread pizza, but we launched a totally new platform called flatbread pizzas, which is pizzas done the Panera way. Uh, Think of it, we're all sitting remote in Zoom land, don't have access to our test kitchen, can't go out and taste any products. And in October last year, we launched this mega new platform, which is quite complicated across the entire state. And we are now the the 15th largest pizza company in the US, you know, six months later. Wow. So it's a happy accident. I mean, I know obviously the, 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 the pandemic is tragic and we're not forgetting that, but I'm saying you would have never realized 
80% of these things. I mean, this is a happy accident. These are all of the sort of things that you, you had to realize during unfortunate circumstances. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So do you think for people that are, you know, have small businesses, entrepreneurs, um, that traditional marketing is not where you should really be spending your time, energy, and money, that social media and e-commerce is where it's at, that, that for you as a company, are you still spending money on traditional marketing? Are you... You, you mentioned Oprah and Deepak Chopra. Do spokespeople matter? What matters the most? What matters, what really moves the needle if you only have a small budget? So I think for uh, our listeners who may have smaller businesses, I think it all comes down to what is your proposition and who is your target consumer? And then what is the most efficient way uh, to reach out to that target consumer in a way that is very personal and in a way in which you give that same message to that consumer multiple times so that it regist registers. That's kind of the media strategy. And it you know, varies from business to business. I think we still believe uh, in the power of, uh, uh, of you know, uh, traditional media. I think that's uh, still uh, very impactful. We believe in that. However, we are spending more and more of our budget into digital and e-commerce because, you know, the I think the the mobile phone, I think, is the media outlet for the future. 
Mm-hmm. And I think because, you know, as I say, N is equal to one, your consumer is basically now one. And being able to micro-segment an individual consumer and to be able to reach out to that consumer in a way that's not uh, intrusive, that engages and entertains that particular customer, you you have to think about how you can do that. And I think there is where digital, e-commerce, social, et cetera, can really score. So I think uh, I would say it depends on what your business is, uh, how much budget you have and who you're going after. But the general trend is more micro, micro, micro. You know, let me really understand each and every consumer that I have and serve them better than anybody else. What about scaling? What's the most important thing when you go from one thing that's somewhat successful or seems to be a good idea and expanding in a thoughtful way that's not going to blow, blow you up? Because expansion is great, but it can also be a brand destroyer. So I would say the overriding uh, umbrella thought is discipline, you know? And let me just expand on that. First, to be disciplined, to get a very clear brand idea that you have an idea that is serving a real need that exists that nobody else can serve better than you. That's the most important thing first off. Is it something unique that you're doing that nobody else can do better than you? So that has to be a tick. Once that is a tick, you move on to the second base, which is around, can I make money? And how do I make money? Um, you know, what is my business model in terms of my revenue and my costs and how does that square up? And can I make the kind of returns today, but also at scale? What will it really take? And understanding and doing the maths is very, very important before you start running with the ball. A hundred percent. And I've done that wrong. I did that wrong where you're, you know, you're planning as you go and, and, we have to do a little of that. To be a, re- a hustler, you have to do a little of building the plane while flying it. I'm still doing it. But you have to be smart and be able to at least add up the numbers as you're going or have people around you that can do that. You can't do that when you work at a $6 billion major company with 2,200 locations. That can't work. <laughs> you can't just fly by the seat of your pants. But budding entrepreneurs have to be a little bit more running gun, a little bit. Yeah, they have to. So I think this is one step that you know very often people get so excited and emotionally committed to that idea yes they start running before they have the discipline of true you know putting down the numbers you know and these numbers by the way don't have to be scary i mean they have to be a, an articulation of fact which is today it is this at 25 percent more growth it could be this you know and so on and so forth so you see it in trenches because every business will have like a step change trajectory you know last question is how do you uh how does panera get back well, I think firstly, it's a very important part of who I am and have been for many years. You know, uh, I have a personal story. I lost two of my daughters uh, over the years. And that loss has really sort of deepened my sense of compassion and desire to give back uh, uh, in in my individual capacity, but also how to use um, the companies of which I'm a part of as a force multiplier for good, you know? So that's kind of the mindset with which I come. Um so Panera um, has a, in its heart, a core DNA is to be good and do good. You know, uh, it's it's a you describe the brand like it's kind of fits very naturally with the quality of our ingredients and and the value and ethos uh, that we have. That we will serve food only that we will serve to our own families. You know, it's mm. that type of a brand. Mm-hmm. So um, I think we have uh, you know signature programs. Um, uh, such as end of day donation, where we donate all our unsold bakery and sweet good items every every day to more than four thousand uh, nonprofit NGOs worth about one hundred and fifty million dollars a year. You know, uh, we, that's a standard signature program. We have other fundraising efforts that we do, um, but the the two two things that I'm most passionate about right now is uh, impacting um, global warming and climate change and diversity and inclusion. Let me talk about both of those. I think on climate change, uh, as you know, it's a very serious, probably one of the biggest threats that we all face uh, collectively. And food production contributes to one third of greenhouse gas emissions, you know, food production. Fossil fuels, et cetera, everybody understands, but people very often don't get that connection of food production. And therefore I think 
it would be irresponsible for food retail companies not to take that into account and to do something. So what we have done is we've partnered with the World Resources Institute and measured the carbon footprint impact of a plate of food at Panera to identify that 45% of what we serve is what we call cool foods or climate friendly. And we've labeled them that in, that in Panera now. So if you go into a Panera and you want to have a positive impact on climate, you can eat what is labeled as cool food, you know, and 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 we have a growing commitment towards plant-based, et cetera. So that's one aspect uh, of, of impact. The second one on, on diversity and inclusion is, uh, is a deeply held personal value of mine that, you know, we should make Panera the world that we wish to see because we have limited control on the world, but all the control within Panera. So why can't Panera be a shining example of a, a world within Panera that is compassionate, that is inclusive, that is respectful, that is tolerant, that is embracing, uh, whether it is differences in race, religion, you know, color, sexual orientation, or any kind of difference? Why can't we be a melting pot and embrace diversity? And towards that end, uh, we have you know three pillars that we're thinking of. One is kind of how can we have more representation? That kind of everybody does. And we're focusing more on gender and race right now. So more representation. The second is represent, representation in impact positions, which means leadership, mm-hmm. you know? So not just representation, but impact positions representation. And the third, which is right now a dream, which is how can we create a program where we can have generational progress uh, for very talented and skilled um, uh, children from uh, underprivileged backgrounds. Because I really believe that success is a function of ability and opportunity. And many of these children are very, you know, are very skilled, but they never have the opportunity. And can Panera create that opportunity for those talented uh, youngsters who are within the Panera family right now and give them an accelerated path of generational progress. It could be maybe 10 families, it could be maybe 15 families, but you will transform their lives forever, you know? Uh, so those are, those are a few things that we're, that we're thinking of. Perfect. Well, this was wonderful and so much takeaway, as almost as much takeaway as we've had on any interview and I'm pleasantly surprised. So that was amazing. Pleasantly surprised. I have another surprise for you. Okay. Now. We talked about fun, right? Fun at work. So I'm going to sing you a song. Okay. Is that okay? Sure. It's perfect. <laughs> so uh, you talked about, you know, how do people have fun and you show up as your authentic self and there's too much corporate blah, blah, blah. And I just want to give you a feel for what it's like to work at Panera where we're just having fun and being ourselves. So I keep writing songs. I get inspired by Panera's innovations. So this song is on coffee. Okay. Okay. The coffee subscription program. Everybody deserves a great cup of coffee. Why is coffee so damn expensive? Panera has great coffee. We will make it accessible. We will make it accessible to everybody. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. That's like when, you know, Adam Sandler sings about Hanukkah. That's really great. It's like, it's like good, good and funny. Um, that's awesome. That was a great song. What a great note to end on. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I was really surprised by this conversation. I have to say. I have different types of people on here because I want to appeal to different types of people and I want to have different conversations. I'm really fascinated by these big companies and I'm fascinated by the leaders in these companies because many of you work in the corporate space and don't want to feel like you have to apologize for that. And like that means that you're not really an entrepreneur, that you're not really a maverick, that you don't really have serious, intense decisions to make and ways to navigate this whole landscape. So, you know, I thought, that someone who's running such a massive multi-billion dollar company might be a little dry and that, you know, the conversation might be not over our heads, but just not really someplace where we would get amazing business advice. I was shocked. I I thought it was one of the best 
conversations I've had to really get tactical and practical strategic advice from someone who had to really make hard decisions getting this new job (laughs) right before a pandemic. So you're taking over a multi-billion dollar company right before a pandemic. You have to prove yourself and also you have to react and just figure it out. So I thought it was a great conversation. I'm interested to hear what you think. Uh, Do remember to rate, review, and subscribe. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Just Be is hosted and executive produced by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions and iHeartRadio. Our managing producer is Fiona Smith and our producer is Stephanie Stender. Our EP is Morgan Lavoy. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.